0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging.
1: And the field is set. The red light is on. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates, with Sky's stable stars, Brad Davidson, Darren Flindell, and Tab's Andrew Hurley.
2: Is that it? Is that the, en- the end of the intro? Gee, that's. thought you should have better than that for you three superstars. Not only is it Andrew Hurley, Darren Flindell and Brad Davidson, it's an imposter. Luke Marlow, normally on the punters panel, but here I am. I am infiltrating enemy lines. Flindell? Yes. Good morning.
1: I'll give you this, you're punctual.
2: <laughs> yeah, indeed, I am. I've been here since 530
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd be pretty keen to get out of there, uh, that being the case. And uh, yeah, what was it? Um, um, what document of the chiropractor? Yes, yeah. Well, do you want me to Back tell it quacked? again? You want me Back to tell quacked. it again? No, I thought that was quite good.
2: <laughs> Did you hear it this morning, Hills? my duck joke? I've got a new one now. I've had to... I've had to find something better than my one from eight years ago. Well, I,
3: re- I remember the original, but no, I might have been in the shower when I missed it.
2: The, uh, the original goes a bit too long. <laughs> we, uh, we don't have enough time in the show. Brad Davidson, good morning to you, mate.
0: Yeah, morning, Milo. Morning, uh, Hills and Darren and everyone. Welcome to the dark side, Lukey. Um, Across to the uh, behind the gates from punters' panel. Always enjoy you
2: guys and what you got to say on a Friday, and um, no, nah, it's just been good fun. Mate, don't be, uh, don't be nice. I know you can't stand us on uh, on the punish panel. You. Don't, don't try and be nice, please. I, I love you guys. I think it's a great, <laughs> great concept, the pundits panel, and uh, we probably copied it sort of behind the gate. So there
0: you go. That's how good it was.
2: Yeah, it's true. At least you'll admit it. Did you say to the welcome to the dark side or the duck side? The, the duck
0: side, yeah. We'll go with the mm. duck
2: side. I did say dark side. Let's go duck side, get <laughs> duck guys. I've got to say, Andrew Hurley, he's here in studio with me. The man has no shoes on. <laughs> he's got. Where are your Where are your shoes? <laughs> what? What's happened?
3: What? what? <laughs> <laughs> My better half is actually on her way over to bring my shoes, my lunch, and also my computer. I've gone out the door without all three of them because no. I was taking garbage to the bin, and I've rocked in. Yeah, no shoes, no computer. Although I've got a lot of the prices written down. They'll be, it'll be here in ten minutes. And no lunch. That was the Where worst were of all. Where your shoes? Hell, well, were I, you haven't worn sho- I haven't worn shoes for five weeks. So uh,
2: you've been on holidays. Yeah, you look like you've got a bit of colour. It's been nice, mate. It's been nice. Darren, this bloke's got no shoes on in here. He's unbelievable. He's, uh, he's relaxed.
1: Oh, it's Australia Day. Did he blow a thong? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Blew a plugger. Uh, uh, how's this meeting look? Darren, you, uh, you excited?
1: Um, I'm fairly optimistic we can spin a profit out of it. Always enjoy the maiden races in particular. Uh, but, yeah, not a bad program. What about you, David?
0: Yeah, I like today's meeting. Um, I must admit, the confidence compared to last Saturday would be about a one out of ten last Saturday and about a seven. So I think Saturday last week was probably the hardest card I've come across, and uh, this is quite good. I think there's plenty of uh, plenty of Mac tax we can work around, and uh, some yeah some holes in the market that are, that are worth exploring. They probably tightened up a bit this morning, but um, I think that uh, yeah it's a good card to bet on.
2: Let's uh, get to our first text and fire them through. Um, Arne's text in from Canberra. Hey gents, I'm going to the pub uh, with the boys the work boys, the savo. I'm a first year apprentice and I want to impress the boys by picking a winner for them. Do you have a tip for me in race three at Warwick Farm today? So let's uh, see if Darren Flindell can come up with something. I had Charlie Duckworth on the program this morning, Darren, and he's a shareholder in Glee Philly, so I'm sure J Max had a sleepless night uh, with this mm. responsibility.
1: Yes, that is a bit of pressure there on that Philly, Glee Philly. I like to win there at Wyong over a mile. And after the scratchings this morning with both Piraeus and Pink Baroque coming out, I do come back to Glee Philly. I think she looks the one. Um, Not sure about Osbred Rising Sun. Uh, Brad Whittup's a 3-0. That was some win there at Beaumont. Got a mile back, but raced really greenly up the straight uh, under pressure and wasn't the easiest ride there to the wire. But the amount of ground it made up to win was quite incredible, Osbred Rising Sun, so I've got a very healthy respect for it, but just think Lee would be a better place, and I've got her on top.
0: What say you, Dave? Yeah, look, I'm I'm with uh, Zeus on boy here. I, I thought he was a good odd, around that $8.50 mark, a horse that um, just missed the start there the other day at Kimbla, complete forgive, he normally jumps on the bunny, he looks the leader in this race, they don't look like they're going to go hard at all, and... I just thought with the with the nice home for Jamie Powell, a, a rider, I've got a bit of time for. Uh, I think you can go straight to the front and be very hard to get past here. His he figures before that last start effort were quite good, and um, like I said, I think you can stack him to some degree and give a really good kick here. So, look, I, I can see Glee is the horse to beat, but you know you do take that last run. You got you got to remember that the, the favourite um, was still more just just could not get out at all in the straight and was a complete forgive. So this horse had all the momentum up and was just cruising away from him. So I think that margin was a little bit exaggerated as a result. Obviously the horse to beat, but I think you are paying that J-Mac tax once again. So uh, for me, Zuso and Boy at the $8.50, happy to be with him out in front giving a really good
3: sight. Yeah, it's met with support too today, Brad. Uh, Eleven dollars now into as short as eight fifty, two twenty-five to two fifteen. Gleefully, we took about bet to around about half an hour ago of two thousand at two twenty-five on Gleefully. But as we repeatedly say, these JMAC uh, runners. But look, you can say you're paying tax, but there's a reason why you're paying tax. It's because he writes so many winners. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's
0: gone too far, Hills. Like you know, three months ago it was it was pretty fair, but now the. <clears throat> I call it lazy bookmaking, they just put it up they put up every horse, J-Mac and favourite um, and just, just let the market sort it out, that's the way that's the way bookmaking is these days they seem to just, you know, put J-Mac up under the odds and then the, the market will sort, sort it out late.
3: Yeah, I said to Luke this morning, I, I generally don't bet till the last two minutes I and mean, if you see the OP and married it up with Tabs sort of thing, you're, you're still getting the right price by them generally speaking
2: How are his stats at the moment Dave? I've got a a uh, database here, which gives me a—it's—it's it's an algorithm, and it can tell you if a jockey is still profitable based on the price of their horse. So it takes that into into consideration. Is he sort of um, showing anything like that at the moment, or is he—you're um, saying he's being overplayed? So maybe it's—it's it's the opposite.
0: Let's have a look. I'll just bring it up right now. It'll take a second to bring up. He's about minus 7% POT. If you go back probably six months ago, that would have been around minus 2, minus 3. So, you know, you're probably working an extra sort of 3 or 4% in there, but it's still better than market expectations. You know, market expectations around that minus 14%. So, it's still going well, but like I said, I can definitely see the shift in the last couple of months. There, there's definitely been a lot tighter on the JMAC horses because I suppose you're, your rank and file punter are not so price sensitive and they're sort of happy to, to play early and, and sort of back, back him.
2: Darren, did you have any uh, feel for watch the clock in this race? Um, I didn't think it was hopeless. I know he's coming out of provincial form, but fifth up, deeper, deeper into a preparation, I think the mile is what he wants.
1: Yeah, I get the impression the marble suit uh, watch the clock. I put him in as the third pick in the race, actually, and then the in-form glowing gold. Uh, just having another look back at Zeus on Boy, I guess you, you take out the fact that he reared at the start at Kembler there last time. He has been an on-pace runner now that Wild Irish Rover, who ran yesterday, is out. It's very little speed in the race. So Zeus on Boy might just have it all on his own. But uh, watch the clock. Was on pace when he won that maiden at Hawkesbury, so he might be the other one keeping Zeus on Boy company up front. Mm.
2: Guys, I'll uh, read this out now. We won't discuss it, though. Keep it in, uh, in mind for later in the program. But Michael wants to know... He's got $200 for one bet today. What's he having it on? So have a think about that uh, for later in the show. It might well be your best on the card, but for Michael, he's got $200 and he wants to just lump on. Do you ever do that, Hurls? You, you You set yourself a limit for the day and you decide, right, I'm just chips in on something. Do you ever uh, get that keen?
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times out of ten, I regret it too. <laughs> yeah, when you've had a bad day, you back four or five winners and you still lose, and that basically says you've had too many bets. Yeah. But uh, the most frustrating thing is when you when you have a small stake on horses that win, and then the ones that you launch into, yeah, they get rolled. But what's your
2: advice to our listeners, Dave, on staking? How do you stake a day? Does it depend on your confidence on a meeting?
0: How are you usually playing it? Yeah, I think if you say, well, let's just use, for example, 100 bucks, if you had $100 for the day, I think go in with a plan of attack, you know, take your four or five horses out, and then you want to you stake them so you're having more on the shorter ones and less on the longer ones. So, you know, you generally want to try to set it up so that, say, if you're having four bets, you know, if they're all genuine odds, you can, you can collect on one and, and you finish in front for the day. But, you know, I I work on trying to say, you know, collect four units, so to speak, but collect a certain amount. So, you know, like set yourself and go, okay, I want to, I want to try to collect this amount on each bet. If you don't have a budget for the day, this is how much I want to want to collect. So then you say, if it, say, if you want to collect a hundred bucks on every bet, you know, two dollars, you have fifty bucks on four dollar pop, you have twenty five mm. on ten dollar pop, you have ten on. So you, you know, you're, you're getting more reward at the at the shorter end when those my, most likely to win uh, are coming in, and then um, yeah, obviously you still get your. You still get your, your top up with the $10 poppy
1: fit salute.
0: What about you, Darren?
1: I, I focus a lot on, on place multis. Mm. Uh, quite often I'm, I'm sort of tipping horses that are you know, $5, $6, $7 and then I focus on them because I think they win. I think they'll definitely run a place and I try and find two or three of those to multi up and all of a sudden you've got a bet going for you know price of $12, $13, $14. Uh, etc. So a small outlay for a good collect.
2: All right, we'll keep that in mind. I love a place, Molly. How to stake uh, Michael's 200. We want to know uh, a little bit later. Um, Keep something in mind, boys. Let's go to the feature, the uh, Australia Day Cup. It's race number seven on the program. And text here, Happy Australia Day, guys. Talk me out of race seven, number four, Mission Phoenix. Can you talk him out of it, Darren?
1: No, it looks the leader for me. Racing in brilliance got an outstanding record and Tyler actually dropped his whip near the post last time when still successful in the January Cup over a LA. I think Mission Phoenix will give you a really good sight. I've got the other leader in there, uh, Spirit Ridge. In fact, Spirit Ridge on top of Mission Phoenix. And what just made me make the decision, not Mac. the fact that Spirit Ridge has won three races at this distance of 2,400 metres as opposed to Mission Phoenix has got the form up to 2,000. So there might be a slight query on the extra distance with him. The Parry sound could be a good ruffie to include. No luck there at the Gold Coast last time. Um, is this track still a soft seven? Is that the yeah
3: that at the moment. rating? Yeah, yeah right. that's correct. That, that'll um.
1: Yeah, I thought it'd be, be a lot better than that.
3: Well, Mark, that'll get an upgrade for sure. It'll Mark, be a
2: five. Yeah. Well, Mark Jones this morning said um, he's expecting it to be upgraded. Davo, you've you've got an opinion. You think five?
0: That's that's too. Yeah, I, I think the the some are personally. I think they go up. Probably a a rating point or two a little bit high in the summer because it's so warm. Like today, mm-hmm. it's, what, 35 degrees out
3: there. Yep. You know, it just goes straight through at the moment. So I'd, I'd be surprised if, it, if it's that way, yeah. Darren and, and Brad, actually looks to be a stack of speed in the Australia Cup, doesn't it? Military Mission, you got Spirit, uh, Spirit Ridge, Grand Slam. Uh, main stage always goes forward as well.
1: Well, Grand, <clears throat> grand Slam, I'm not sure if they'll go forward. Uh, with it uh, when they did go forward in the summer cup it just weakened out really badly so I doubt it would be involved in the in the speed battle and main stage likes to go forward but it's been a little bit hit and miss out of the gates uh, lately and the fact that it's drawn the extreme outside barrier is not going to make it an easy task Mm. there. I thought Mission Phoenix, uh, Tyler Schiller although drawn one from the outside is the most likely to get across and lead them up. Yeah, look, he looks a good tempo,
0: doesn't he? I suppose the, the little niggle around Mission Phoenix to the uh, the listeners' question there, just the twenty four hundred. Will he see that out? Obviously, uh, he's got to, he's got to prove that today. But he, he's tough. So he gives a really good kick and he, he fights on. So he's got those attributes that that should hold him in good stead. I went with number two, Bonnie Ezra. I think this horse has been crying out for twenty four hundred again. Now he's yet to win at this trip, but I've got no concern with him at it, and I just think he's looking for it. I think it sets up beautifully for him from the low draw with a bit of sting out of the track, and I think he's the way I want to go. With, as Hell said, you know, should be genuine speed up
3: front here. They're not going
0: to, not going to go slowly. So I think he can definitely hit
3: the line hard in an open race. For a horse that was fairly maligned, if you like, uh, Bonnie Ezra he's had a fair campaign. Mm. Was he maligned? I was much maligned? Maybe so, by so. you. Yeah. <laughs> What's he, 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 What's he done to you? What's he done to well, you, No, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think he'd won. Brad would be able to tell me. Brad he hadn't won until he won at Rose Hill for, for quite a while. Mm. But, um, He's fair to be corrected, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. He's one of those horses. Bradley? Isn't
0: it? Um, let me have a look. I'm just bringing it up
3: now. You should see of... his spreadsheets, Luke. I uh, was privy to them. He's got about fifty spreadsheets all on his on his computer. May oh.
0: May fourteen last year was the last time. So yeah, it's not too yeah, but then I before that he hadn't he hadn't won for some time. So yeah, yeah he's only yeah. had the two, but mm. he's definitely having a good preparation, isn't he? There's no doubt. Mm. What's on the spreadsheets, Daver? I just <laughs> like to just track every bet about 15, 20 different factors of every bet, so we can track it long term. Know that, like I gave away <coughs> place betting, really two years ago because just you struggle to make money on place betting because what about each way no nah, just, nah, win just win really ball. now yeah, yeah. muns
2: you're yeah. in uh, the same boat Munz doesn't bet each way at all even if they're 50s he just backs them to win
0: yeah because it's just harder because of the percentages that are a little bit against you and, and just certain things you know tracks and and like i back markers are just uh are just burn a hole in your pocket I, I can prove that over the last Ten years, uh, I, I can never ever make money on back markets, so I never ever back them. Obviously, you're always going to back the odd one because one's <laughs> going to miss the start and you're going to be last. But um, yeah, just just all little different factors you keep an eye on, so you know that um, yeah things tighten up your, your betting. Um, it's always good to keep your own results if you're taking it half seriously, and and you can you can find out what you know where your edges are and, and what works and what doesn't work, and really focus. Like I can I can tell you now, you know, half the money I've made in the last five ten years is off maidens um they're the best races to bet into by country mile and then and then benchmark seventy is the next best
3: and those are the two that I'll really hone in on as a result. But if you're backing something at twenty three dollars and six dollars the place, you know, wouldn't you go say twenty five percent, seventy five percent? I mean that's personally how I do it, but
0: No, just straight out twenty three, you you're not getting that's the thing with those horses, you know, six dollars seems a great better place, but Mm. it's it's actually, we so got to run top three, and, and generally they're big fields and things like that, and the footballs seem to keep the price, fit, you know, price uh, prices very skinny um, in comparison to the win, so I always recommend just playing the win and riding the ups and downs. Obviously, you're not going to get as many
3: collects, but when they do, you'll get rewarded. And place on the tote, if that's the case? You think yeah, the, look, the tote generally holds up better if you're saying the cuddling the place, the bookies. Totes are hard. I mean,
0: the syndicates knock them into yeah.
3: shape late, don't they? Yeah. So if there's
0: any if there's any mistakes in the totes these days, they go. <laughs> and it's hard to keep track of, of course. You know, you you got a horse that's $2.60 before the jump, and then it comes yeah. up two twenty dollars 20 afterwards because yeah. the syndicates are flying at that
3: last 10 seconds. Parry Sound, the best back runner in the uh, in the day Cup.
0: OK,
2: Parry Sound there. He ran second in it last year, I'm pretty sure, as well. Darren... Keeping betting results, it could be a painful procedure. I mean, uh, sometimes I don't want to be reminded of the pain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't um, look too much in the revision vision mirror. I'm always looking about today and then what's coming up on Saturday. Uh, but we've all got our, our different ways of doing it. But um, as I said personally, I do like the place multis because I just – quite often go into a meeting with the attitude, I'm not out to make a fortune today, I just want to show a profit. Yeah, grind out and If result. I can label two that shouldn't miss a place, I will show a profit.
2: Dave, Davo, a listener was keen to hear why you've left Spirit Ridge out of your top four.
0: Uh, look, I think he's a, a good chance. I've got him there. I've got him fourth uh, pick, but just again, uh, just a little bit overplayed in an open race at 270. I mean, he's going well, there's no doubt about it, but... And Melbourne form back to Sydney, he's got good Sydney form prior to that. But it's just a simple case of there's probably seven or eight different possibilities here and you're, you're there at 270. It just seems a little bit skinny for me. He's been on good tracks the late. He's going to be on a, a track with a bit more give today. He's been okay on stop before, but I think his best runs are on top of the ground. So he can definitely win. But for me, uh, I just think he's a little bit skinny in, in a pretty open staying race. Good explanation.
2: Any final thoughts on the race, Darren? Hopefully Chalkstream behaves himself in the gates today. He seems like he's, he's been a little better.
1: Oh, and pulling so hard. Uh, oh, he, pulled, he was on the fence at one stage early, and then he pulled that hard. There was a little gap open. I think Regan just said, I've got to let this horse go. And he tore around the field and still raced uh, very keenly. I, I thought if the track was drier today, it might be worth another chance, but it's... Uh, I don't know. It's just a long list of, of problems over this horse, Chalk Stream, and more often it's in his own head. He's yeah. so had seven starts
3: in Australia and only run one place,
1: yeah.
3: and he always, even though it might be twelve dollars, nine dollars, or whatever, he always seems to attract money. He's stable. Game. If he did
1: happen to win, is it too late for the king to give him a Regan Bayliss, an Order of Australia Medal? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for next year. Maybe for next think, year. Do you think these imports are a little bit
0: overplayed, guys? I mean, you even look you at do. It? Saturday, uh, you know, you look at horses right in the market of that 2,000 metre race and you did think it's going to be the next far lap, some of the way they price some of them off, off pretty moderate Australian debuts. I just think sometimes, you know, even touristic, what was it, 17s into 4, 380 at one yeah, point. Yeah, like, that, that It's one. shown absolutely zero and, and everyone just thought it was going to just jump out of the ground all of a sudden because it, it's up 200 metres, you know? Mm.
2: Yeah, that one was an interesting one, touristic. Um, but I... I know it's so hard to to come to a different environment Mm. and perform straight away Mm, i think that one davo the fact he was third up maybe they were thinking okay he's had those two prep runs now he he could really platform and and show a a spike but Mm. i think early preparation um it's difficult like the one last week uh tazarell it, it had trialed really well and he sort of languished into six there, but I think he's one for the future that we could stick with. But it's hard to win yeah. first up hills. Yeah. I'll address
3: yeah. the uh, elephant in the room, Kettle Hill. Yes, <sighs> yes, yes. Knocked yes, us yes. out of the mouldy <laughs> last week, but it ran superb first up down in Melbourne. I think it was at Sandown. Then was flat second up, which yeah, I thought could happen, and then you know fifth he's got you to boiling point, has he? Yeah, 100%, Kettle Hill. Yeah. Well, I don't think Darren's a a fan either. Well. <laughs> I, the pace was always I, The a job was going
1: to be a, mm. a big one because of that muddling pace. There was just no leaders in the race. He drew the outside barriers. So I couldn't really see him, him getting a, a favourable run. He, he's run so-so, but yes, he's... Uh, Taking a while to warm up, as Lou said. <laughs> Any other puns? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, we'll stop there. I think the punters are a boiling point with the. Yes,
2: kettle. <laughs> I think he can. I think he could be worth another chance, though, guys. Three wide, no cover, but that's last Good. week. Uh, we digress. Uh, let's yes. get let's get to the first. Um, the Guru wants to know. Hey guys, if Snick is ready to fire, it'll be hard to hold out. But I think a second to Russian Conquest and a third to Cool and reads pretty well for this. What do you think, Darren?
1: Well, it's a fair comment, it's, uh, it's one of the more interesting races of the day, as they generally are, these maidens. If you went really digging into some of Snick Cat's form, she could be really competitive in this race today, but she's one of the outsiders in the field. Um, good old uh, Charlatan, well, for the first time this preparation, he won't be running favourite today. He is really sure we're going to have a huge Christmas party, uh, Charlatan. It's just a shame, it's going to be such a long wait. Um, Coriolis, I thought, was one of the top chances in the race. i uh, Like her yeah. last time. And I think this is one of the very few races where there isn't a, a heavy J-Max at, a J-Mac tax uh, applied there with Coriolis. But I do respect Outlawed a lot as well. I think uh, her debut at Hawkesbury back in September was great behind Dashing Legend, the trials. Hawkesbury trial was really good. The Gosford one was so-so. Was I've got Outlawed on top of Coriolis, then charlatan. And I thought, uh, well, David Pfeiffer's got two in it, but the one down the bottom was interesting, so audacious. I thought her trials were quite nice. So the ladders there at Warwick Farm up on the pace. Good race to start the program, certainly one of the more interesting ones. Yeah, just an update on Hurls,
2: boys. Uh, the shoes have arrived. He's just stepped out of the, uh, the studio to go and get the, the shoes,
1: David. Oh, that's Are you way that's socks good. with those yeah. shoes?
2: Well, I'll update you shortly when he returns. The laptop's here as well, apparently. What are your thoughts on the first, David?
0: Yeah, look, I uh, I must admit I disagree with the Coriolis comments. I, I think it is. Heavy J-Max tax here, I, I don't really see it. I, I mean, every possible at Randwick two starts to go in a race that was weaker than this for mine. I know it's chased home ever have a, uh, a good one at Wyong Freeback that's gone on and won a, a stakes race, but even last start uh, held up a little bit, but... You know, second horse has come out of that race and gone to Kembler and been pretty plain. I just don't really see it. And off my data, it's about three lengths off the pace here. Uh, I can't get it anywhere near the $3.50. And I was shocked when it got as short as $2.90. And that's when I played the other day. I, I thought Outlawed was the one that, that really set up nicely here. 1,100 metres, run second to Dashing Legend on debut. Dashing Legend's a borderline stakes horse. Uh, two trials. 1,100 suits a lot better than the twelve fifty. Uh, first up, the the last Friday night when obviously he didn't run because it couldn't get to the race in time with the traffic issues. So I think it's clearly the horse to beat, and uh, I think Charlotte can get a really bad rap. Um, I, I got no question on this horse's uh, genuine genuineness, if, if you want to call it that. Um, bumped into Toronomica ter- 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 two starts ago. That horse has one well since, and then last time out. I didn't think it was a great ride, guys. Um, took off mm. mid-ray, uh, left exposed a long way out, and Dear Jewel looks a pretty promising horse. They ran time again. I think this horse sits up well um, today, and, and you're getting the right sort of price. I'd be backing Outlawed, I'd save on Charlatan. And, uh, in, in regards to Snick Cat, look, I, I can see it's got old form, but its recent form's just a bit plain. So I thought the run in the Magic made Maiden was plain, and um, it needs to lift. But yeah, pretty keen on Outlawed and, and Chop Out on Charlatan. I thought they were the two main hopes. Mm. Uh, if
2: Charlatan doesn't aim up today though, you, your defence would become a bit weaker, Daveo. He's gotta he's gotta perform well today.
0: Yeah, but it's a strong race. Like mm. it's, in terms of a in terms of a maiden, it's, they don't get much stronger than this. So I'm um, he's just gotta find a, a horse that's not really good, to be honest. Um, you know, he's bumped into Cardone, he's bumped into that uh, the good horse of the Freemans two ago and then he bumped into a really progressive one last time out. If he hasn't bumped into all three of those, he's He's clearly won and he's running ratings that are competitive in benchmark races. So he'll win a race, whether it's today or whether it's next start, and then he'll be off and he'll win a few more.
1: Yeah. So they've taken the blinkers off him today as well. I think uh, the intention will be to sort of go back and stay back this time. But, yeah, Glenn Schofield was a bit of a victim of circumstances, I guess, at Newcastle that day. He was left three wide in the early stages. They slowed the pace a little bit. So he was either just going to sit three wide the whole trip or roll the dice and go forward. Yeah, spot on Darren.
2: Yeah, I'm with Dave on that sense that last start, I know he was rolled at $1.40 but gee, most horses would have got run down considering the work he had to do early in that race and he did fire up in in the blinkers a little bit Dave o. Uh, as a 2-year-old blinkers off ridden quiet he he was storming at the line in a number of runs.
0: Yeah, and I think runs. we I think getting left in front is is something that you know, we, we don't give enough credit to a lot of the time. Sometimes horses are just going so well on speed, the others aren't, and all of a sudden they're left in front a, a long way out and they're kind of there as a sitting shot for something behind them to chase them down. And, and that was the case there the other day. I'll take Darren's point. He probably didn't have a lot of options and, and just decided, well, if you're going to race a bit keen, go, go for it. And, you know, I'll, I'll always um, respect that sort of positivity in, in jockeys. I think, you know, too many jockeys, sort of sit back and, and, and don't take initiative. So that's fair enough. But, you know, it just meant that he, he was left out in front a long way from home and he still ran well and they ran time. And I think he, he's ready to win.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Looking forward to that race, guys. I think it's a great start to the day. Uh, a mm. few angles. Uh, we haven't spoken much on So Audacious. But what about the horses behind her, uh, Davo, in that recent trial?
0: Yeah, the trials are nice. Um, I just, just looked and thought, you know, being by So You Think, is going to be a little bit sharp, but um, Estillette, you know, trial better than that horse. That horse just went down at Goulburn the other day. Is that, is that strong enough form? Normally, I would say probably, but not for this type of maiden. I just think this is pretty, pretty good maiden. I, I think this Outlaw's a, a pretty nice horse, and I was taken with uh, John O'Shea's comments in the press before last Friday, I think it was Thursday, saying that this horse has definitely improved its preparation. Well... It doesn't need to improve because the the time they ran their Hawkesbury on debut is clearly the best performance for this race in in terms of a last half performance.
3: It's an intriguing betting race because outlawed yesterday we were taking a stack of bets uh, a couple of two thousand dollar bets at 280 this morning it's been 260 peaks at 310 now 290 330 to 350 off for high of 370 uh, for Coriolis and then Charlatan at yeah, 460 or four dollars and solid so audacious but uh, outlawed I wouldn't say super soft but most of the money went on yesterday
1: mm-hmm
2: and uh, no socks is the answer with the shoes. We were debating <laughs> whether uh, whether you'd be socking, uh, but there, yeah, no socks.
3: <laughs> Big thanks Both to shoes. my Uber uh, shoes driver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love it, boys. Uh, race four. Um, text here. Can walk and talk and roll. Junguera. John O'Shea was very positive about her, but poured a bit of cold water on the Gold Coast win. Surely Ponca Group Three form is enough in the last. So that's two separate races uh, that listeners is talking about. We'll talk about race four firstly, and we'll get to Ponca uh, a little bit later. But, um, Dave, I'll come to you firstly. Uh, Jung Quira, she's short enough now, but figures-wise, she appeared to run a bit of time there last start. Yeah, she did.
0: And the second horse has come out and won since in Queensland and looks a pretty progressive horse himself in busting. So, look, the, the difference, and I think the, the attribute that she showed last start that's really impressive was... That she didn't really like. She was able to settle six lengths closer after jumping well, and it didn't take anything away from her finish. So that's the key here. James McDonald's one of the well, you we know, he's the best rider, but one of his great greatest assets, in my opinion, is getting horses that are generally slow out of the gates to jump out of the gates, and mm. and we saw that on the Gold Coast last time out. So look, if she jumps in the first couple here, she she looks too good for these. That's just a bit filthy that the, the dollar ninety five went off yesterday about five minutes before I was due to back it. Um, but that's that's the game unfortunately Price's uh, move of <coughs> 10 seconds in this game, um, but look she definitely looks the horse to beat um, clearly the clearly the standout on the program, I think walking and talking's the only danger, he's just what you see is what you get he doesn't have a lot of upside, but if she puts in a bad one, he's there to make her, her pay, he's going to be there in the first few he'll give a good kick, and um, you know, home track, he, he's going to run well he'll run up to his mark, but she's just got a bit more loose guy, a bit more upside, and Her last performance is stronger than what he's done in the past as well.
1: Yeah, I've got her on top as well. I like the fact that she drew a goat last time. She jumped so much better. She's drawn the goat again today, so I expect a repeat of that. But walk and talk and obviously a big danger. Um, One horse I need to give a mention to is Shadow Devil. Uh, This goes all right, and they made the decision to geld him. I think Mark Newnham said before the race at Kensington, if he didn't act uh, there first up, they were going to snip him, and they did. They followed through with the threat. Uh, his trial, I thought, was fine. <laughs> the trial was fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to
2: laugh. I just enjoy the way you put that, Darren. <laughs> uh, yeah. If
1: there's a little knockout in the race for me, at Shadow Devil. I don't want to labour the point, but I'll
3: just ask Brad again um, about place betting. You've got Janquira gee it's absolutely off the charts i said earlier this morning it's holding more individually than some races collectively now you you've got a dollar 60 for walk and walking talking which you know naked eye it's probably going to run top three and you're getting 185 for the place yeah it's still still dollar 85 it's not like it's probably in a in a win market that's still
0: probably two dollars two dollars ten that's what i'm saying you know you just get that little bit less percentage in in place place for me but um i can see it's got a great chance to, to place for sure and and be really a second pick for me in this day mm. mm. um going on to better things do you think this young queerer brad yeah i think so saturday grade next time out and, and we'll see where where she fits in um you know long term but she's in the right stable to keep improving one of the best trainers in australia and uh, yeah, she looks to have uh, plenty of upside, and this looks a beautiful race for her. She's Still getting with fifty can steer those guys? You know, it's this lightly raced horse that really could probably meet all these at level weights and still beat them. Mm.
2: We'll get to the second part of that text in a moment, which will be the last at Warwick Farm today. But uh, we got copter text here from uh, Munsey from Borco, no relation to the great man Glenn Munsey. He says, uh, but boys, can you steer me into a value play for the day? No dollar 10 pops need to pay off the Christmas credit card. Uh, Darren is there anything at odds you like at this Warwick farm? There park? is.
1: Yeah. There is one. Now I might be taking a chance, but this is purely from the trials. When I called the trials there at Rambic on the 9th of this month, there was one mare that just went terrific. And I was looking at a form. The form's filthy. Uh, The the previous preparation, one of her runs was quite okay. Then she raced keenly, raced wide at Gosford and and pulled up lame as well. But Nikki Song, um, that was such a great trial uh, there at Ramick. Brock Ryan was on that morning. Now, her early form was quite good. Now, obviously, there's been some problems along the way. But she just trialed too well uh, today for me to ignore Uh, I do respect Petulant, who's got uh, quite a profile, and and Silvanito as well, the bottom two are huge dangers. But I'll be taking a a little chance with Nikki Song, who's around the $19 mark today.
2: Beautiful, Darren. That's race six, number 12, Nikki Song. I'll get Davos in a second. We've got a race, guys. Um, Get on here, boys. First at Casino is about to go. Let's head out for the call.
4: Grass goes forward. We've got seven sinners, a Marty Party, Mr. Fresh in.
2: have to call it is it going to be me is it I oh, know we've lost everything um, we've lost vision we've lost uh, audio so I'll give you a fandom call seven sinners two lengths in front as they come to the turn and they hit the line photo don't know what's one. Darren over, over to you what's one at casino
3: Happy Australia Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky angle there at Casino. Now, the, oh. now the three's got the ball right Catherine on the line, but out wide.
4: Juliet to third. A break back in behind him, a Marty Party integrity Some we've called out wider. Uh, back in behind him, Cutting Grass, Mr. start badly. And uh, back behind those, I think we've called them in Sprightly Glenn. It says so standby 16 and 80 odd.
2: We still don't know what's won. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's if seven sentences. Got if be. the threes won this, I'm a genius. Because we couldn't see anything. Um, it yeah. has won it, has it? You're a genius. Three threes won. So there you go. The phantom call was right. Threes well, it was the $2.30 two. favourite. Yeah, oh, true. I played <laughs> my percentages. I'm not stupid. Yes. <laughs> so threes beaten two their race one. Sixes run third. Three, two, six, eight, three. The winner, seven, Sinners. Well, we've got yeah, four. And of them. the
3: dividends there $240, dollars 21 dollars Curious as Casa, Clovia Juliet at 210 And for first four players, number eight runs fourth, three, two, six, and eight for the first at Casino. Thanks, Earls. <laughs> well played. Seven Sinners.
2: We've got four on the air at the moment as we continue with the Behind the Gates <laughs> <laughs> <the laughs> program. Now, boys, this Ponca in the last. Uh, we had a, a text there alluding to Jan <laughs> and stated that a group three form. Should be taking some beating in the last, and there's been decent support for the yeah. hells today. I might come to you first because it was 310 this morning uh, when I did the preview with yourself and Brad. What price is it now, Ponca?
3: Yeah, it's into 240. Now, yesterday afternoon, uh, outside of Junquera, this was the best backed runner on the card. Uh, we had one punter get $4.80 pre deductions. Now, yeah, this morning when I spoke to you, Brad, I said Aaron Moore was holding more money than it. Now that's still the case, but 240 probably bottom rock bottom now. It's in from 320 today, but Aaron Moore 550 to 440. But yeah, Ponka, they've been on it since pretty much the gates opened as far as the market is concerned.
0: Yeah, look, looks hard to beat, guys. Um, they went up $7.50 on the other
3: day. Yeah, I was able to
0: chime in at the 550, not the 7.50. You Gotta be very quick for that, but um. Yeah, look, I, I think she's very well-placed. Obviously, there's a few deductions and whatnot, but her win at Wyom was good, her win at Gosford was good. She's clearly come back here. And I saw this preparation. I've been a prior to that. And then fourth last time out in a good rating race behind the subsequent Magic Means three-year-old Guineas winner. Um, we saw that form be Frank as well with the Chris lee uh, Trained 20-1 to 1, pop in, in Sydney last Saturday, winning it at form around a uh, fashion legend as well. So I think she's clearly the one to beat. The only little negative is gate one late in the day. They'll be getting off the fence, so she'll need a nice ride. But I thought she was um, hard to beat. And, well, $2.40, you're not getting any value there. But uh, she she might get a little bit better close to the start time. But, yeah, I think she'll be very hard to beat in that race.
1: Yeah, I couldn't go against her either. Ponca, she's got the right profile for this. Aaron Moore would be one of the dangers maybe he's a lady luck and uh, and Wollong-bye, but yeah i clearly had ponker on top there in the last
2: oh, i just worked out it's a filly i've been calling him her or him gee that's awful when you do that darren i, I did it yesterday at gosford I, I did it in the call in the last 100 meters nullify he's too good nullify it's a mare it's
0: a lonely feeling
1: Yes, yeah, I know the feeling. You just hope that it was a male jockey in the saddle and maybe you can get out of it that way. <laughs> some, some
0: of them have to do with the names, though, Luke, because I actually was pulling Conquer a, a male horse until two days ago as well. Like, I just think it's, I mean, yeah. it's not really a male or female name, but it's just, you know, some of them get you with the names as well because you think, oh, that's a male, and then no, it's a fillet. It's a, it's a
2: I'm easily tricked. Um, it's we've got no excuse. It's, all the information is there, but sometimes you just have an out of body experience.
3: Just just going back to that race too. The lady luck's been a drifter, mm. uh, but he actually holds the third most amount of money in the race today. It's twelve dollars to fifteen. Any thoughts there, fellas? Brad Gray was tipping it up last
0: night, so a lot of this early money will be sort of when somebody tips it up, and you'll get a you'll get a flood of that money. But um, I thought the run was decent behind a subsequent Saturday winner in Banana Queen last time. Actually, just pretty well exposed, but, um, yep, definite chance at odds.
3: All right, the Behind the Gates multi is open. And uh, today, they have been very generous considering uh, sort of the prices that we've taken. Gee, we're due. Uh, We'll start with race two, Wild Calm for Darren. Zeus On Bay for Brad in race three. Race four, Janquira for Luke. No comment. Race 8, number 12, Ponca. So race 2, number 12, race 3, number 3, race 4, number 10, race 8, number 12, all to run top 4. You're getting a price of $3 with a maximum bet of $50. I dare say that will go very quick. You go to sports and today's offers on the web page and uh, it's straight up in front of you so that is open now uh, if you want to get on and it's just under racing and racing extras uh, there on the tab
2: app now I know you said no comment but um, sure. uh, are you referring to the shortness oh. of Jung Quira I mean have you have you got something to say Herles?
1: I think he said it <laughs>
2: Well, come on, look. Here's, I, here's what you I, know, I know.
3: We're desperate to get a win, but geez, dollar sixty-five. Well, any price a winner, I suppose. Well, look, there's an and other, I have taken Ponca, which is two forty. So there's
2: other factors at play here, um, and it's of an evil kind. I mean, I thought, why? This is sabotage. I, Punter's panel try, member try, sabotage. Yeah, correct, <laughs> you, Darren, you've called it out yes. correctly. Why would I come either. on here and bolster? Uh, the arch enemy's multi-fatness by finding something at odds uh, and, and providing a big payout for the arch enemy. So, look, I, I am the, the villain here. Uh, but I thought, look, I'm not here to be a hero. Um, I'm just going to straight bat, bang, junk, queerer. I, I can blame someone else if it goes under because it
0: won't be missing top four. Well, I I, uh, I thought I'll, I'll go last this week because I thought it'd be a bit of a safe one. So I thought I'll, I'll go a bit wide and try to try
3: to add a little bit of price into that otherwise we'll be around $2, I reckon. So uh, <laughs> hopefully Zuson Boy can hold on for top four at least. Uh, it's actually $4. So you're getting an even better price. Wildcard, Zuson Boy, Junquira and Ponca. Yeah, $4. Fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah Brad did the right thing, thing there thing. Thing. and, and mm. adjusted there with a better price selection. So... Uh, we can at least get a little bit of adrenaline going with it today.
3: Hey now, now don't be passive aggressive towards me as well, Darren. <laughs> come on. Did you blokes come up with a duckhead last last week? Oh, uh, we the...
2: missed. Yeah, we missed. All four. Oh, Didn't all... run top four. No, no, not all four, but we we missed. We lost my leg. So I think my leg uh, and
3: mm, it's not what I heard. Uh, really? Mm. Someone texted me and said, "You guys, you know." Unlucky, because we got a fifth again, but uh, you guys didn't strike a blow. I'll, anyway. look,
2: I'll, I'll defer these allegations to the host <laughs> of the program, Dave Stanley. Um, I, I can't comment. Uh, what about Regal Pom, guys? Uh, Wiley Old Dog has <coughs> texted in. Uh, morning to you, dog. Uh, lads, Wily Old Dog here. Regal Pom has appeared stiff not to win his last two but does his record of two from 15 suggest he's a non-winner? So uh, that horse is in race five, number four, Regal Pom. Is he a, is he a nonny, Darren, or is, is Wiley Old Dog being I a think, bit harsh? I,
1: I think the, the Pom has toughened up a bit as time's gone on. So I do remember in real acts of desperation, I think they even went down to Nara uh, to try and win a maiden, and they couldn't, and then... The day he decided to uh, put it all together, he blitzed them by eight lengths and a mile maiden there at Whale. So perhaps the fact that both his wins are over a mile is worth taking note. But I think his two runs, oh. his preparation have been decent. I think he's a better horse now than he was a year ago. Mm.
0: What do you think, Dave?
1: Yeah, look, he's not a non-winner.
0: Um, he's just bumped into some nice enough horses this time in. Um, I think everyone knows by now my theory on non-winners. I think it's one of the best things you can do in racing is just to get that for uh, your because you know, I can tell you 99.9% of horses that are called non-winners have won races and they just all need their right setups, right? They're just either limited or they haven't been suited or they just find one or two better. It's the way it, the way it goes. You know, um, you're going to have horses that have low strike rates and high strike rates, but 99% of them uh, are genuine and, and, you know, get the right setup, they'll win a race. Um, so, look, he, he's there. He's just a little bit concerned about the... The last 600 wasn't overly strong in that race the other day, but look, he's got form around my top pick here in Mission Value, or I think the one who's just going to love the, the 1,400. Uh, I like the way Martin Newton spoke about it the other day. Uh, I ascertained in the interview with Dave Stanley that this was his best chance during the week, and I agree. I just think the uh, step up in trip is going to be ideal. He's just been looking for it, and I think he's the one to beat, but I, I think uh, it's an open style of race, and I, I think the, the
3: uh, Regal Palm's a great chance as well. We've just taken ten grand on King's Gambit for Saturday at a dollar forty. Well,
2: let's talk about him because, uh, gee, I know he's been a very impressive debut winner. But gee, I, I looked at the dollar forty and thought, well, he now can only 35. go. He could only go one way, I thought, and that was north of that price. David, did you have any early opinion on the price of King's Gambit Saturday? Dollar twenty-five, I think
0: it'd be about right for me. Um, so I, yeah, I, <laughs> so I, that's
3: I, your ten grand, bro. I think he's uh
0: like, look, you know, there's a little bit of danger around two-year-old races, but he's just. You look at that trial and and uh, Corleone's out the back under under the whip to keep up with him, and he's come out and run probably the the fastest time outside of Kings Gambit in a two-year-old race, and and these, with all due respect, are. Um, yeah, I think he's a. I think it's a gap job, to be honest.
2: Yeah, cool. No, I like it, mate. Uh, Kings Gambit—he's the favourite for the slipper, so. I can understand that they would have him pretty short, and one punter keen to be involved there. Just back to the race we were discussing at Warwick Farm, Darren. What, what did you say your your selection was in that fifth race?
1: I went with Mission Value, uh, yeah. just like the style of the way this horse is going at the moment. When he got in, we got that gap on Boxing Day at Randwick. He burst in the clear and just got there in a very close photo. But I've got a bit of time to think about it. That went at Warwick Farm last time, so I think Mission Value running second to think about it is worthwhile form. So it, it not a not an easy race, but uh, Mission Value got the nod with me over cadetship and sided agenda. Um, was really well positioned last time at rose. I thought he might have been a little bit more competitive than that, but I like the fact that Vernelli went on and ran really well again there last Saturday, so that form's pretty solid. A drying track would be a big plus for sided agenda.
2: And on that, uh, a text just came through. Our listener was... Leaping to the defence of the Pride Stable after we, uh, well, to be fair, Davo didn't um, put the boot into charlatan, but uh, complete lack of love from the Pride Stable was the text. Silent agenda wins. Not another Reby will fill a hole at odds. And party for one blows them away. That text just threw. Ah. There's no, see different...
0: there's
1: no. Go on, Darren. I was just saying uh, party for one. I see there's a um, slight change of the colours there. Yellow sleeves go on now. The tri colours run us. Perhaps the the colour change of the silks might change the luck for her. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to
0: say, there's no lack of love for the Joe Pride stable in in the behind the gate coffee. Uh, the whites, the freak, simple as that. Mm. Uh, there's I can't rem- can't remember so many horses in a stable that just get better and better and better every preparation they step out. Absolute credit to him. Oh,
3: he's a great trainer. Uh, I great love trainer. how he um how he deals with the media when he speaks to you guys as well. He's very honest and. It's yeah, fantastic. He's one of my favourites. Yeah. Well, you you have a better
2: understanding after
3: you you talk to Joe. He
2: knows his horses so well, and he explains it so well, so that you, you could walk away getting something out of every interview. And yeah, I, I think it can do something today, guys. Party for one. Uh, I'm not sure about the colour change. That might help you, Darren, uh, with, with those <laughs> yellow sleeves uh, <laughs> to to spot it in the run. But that tick over trial back to a thousand. Bit of speed on um she's a little bit of a suck but i think if a race sets up for her she's going to knock one off one day can today be the day davo
0: do you think yeah i'm just a little bit concerned about sort of a thousand and you know not my style in terms of getting back and running on but she's better than this race, isn't she there's no doubt about that she runs some super races in in proper saturday even group style of races so if they if they do it, if they go hard up front, the one thing in your favour today is the fact that rail true, generally a very fair surface at Warwick Farm, and with a little bit of thing out of the track, it's going to allow those horses to sort of get wide and down the middle and, and thunder
3: home. Just a reminder that's still open: the behind the gates multi race two number twelve Wild Calm, race three number three Zeus on Boy, race four number ten Jean Quira. and race eight number twelve Ponca. All to run top four. You're getting four dollars.
1: Still open. Did Joe make? Any mention of the former Townsville horse, Baku Hatsu, having its first run for Joe Stable today?
2: I haven't interviewed him this week. I'm not sure if he spoke to Dave, but to answer your question, I'm not sure, Darren, but let's talk about that horse. We don't see
1: too many horses from far north Queensland relocate to Sydney.
2: Well, that's right. I mean, the, the best, the goat in doing that would be our boy Malachi. Uh, oh, yes, but, I mean he mm. was a great horse when he came down from that part of the world. He was a, he was a bit better than them up there. Unlike myself, you know, I've come from Rockhampton to Sydney and I've regressed. Um, still going like a busted.
3: Remember <laughs> <But> Lightning <laughs> Bend? It wasn't as far up. But you remember Darren Newwood, Lightning Bend from Coffs Harbour. Remember Lightning oh, Bend? How far
1: back are we going here? Mm.
3: Show my age as well. was probably in Hong go. Kong. Yeah, I was in China uh,
1: okay. then. There
2: you go. He was it Lang Kwai Fong? That's he wasn't we're. concerned mm. with the Rockhampton racing. <laughs> <laughs> Can he do something today, Hatsu? He's, he's outside the market. He's got to carry 61. He's probably poorly weighted against some of these up and comers.
1: I have to say, watching his trial, I didn't think he was ready. Um, mm. Never second beat him in that trial, and she went quite well. Yeah.
0: Debo? Yeah, not for me, but uh, Luke, you don't be putting yourself down, mate. You do a great job, along with all our uh, callers in New South Wales. You know what the great thing about our callers in New South Wales is? What's that, Dave? Not only not only they're terrific callers, but you're all very good form analysts as well. And I think that's something you know that gets that gets lost a lot. Like we've got yourself, Darren, um, you know, guys like Anthony Mann, and there's plenty, sort of, statewide. But you know, they're very good judges of horses as well and cool. I think the more you're
2: at the races the better feel you get as well mm. uh, you're concentrating on what's happening in the parade, you're, you're looking at the market fluctuations, you, that's your whole focus if you're at home, mm. yeah, you maybe got the TV on in the background, you're half having a look at the markets but when you're actually there it's your whole focus so you're taking it all in, you're absorbing a lot and there's probably that little extra percentage here and there advantage that you get Darren from actually being on mm. course
1: Oh, absolutely, and I think uh, now the way we have to do more extensive previews, and then like do a program like this, and not just submit the numbers, you actually have to justify why you put them in, and <clears throat> and taking time to watch uh, replays, and in, in particular, barry trials, seems to be a big help in that respect. Oh, I no. wonder whether you actually do live replays as well. In a way, like when we watch
0: races, we're just looking for our one horse, right? But so you guys are going through every horse, so you know exactly what's happening. You know which horses you know unlucky so you're kind of watching replays live to a degree when, when we're kind of sitting back as punters and just watching
2: our one horse yeah true well we're supposed to know what's happening
1: darren <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have to create that illusion 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent, boys what about race two uh made in 1400 and appreciate the comments Dave. um it's a great job we're very lucky to do it i mean uh, getting paid to go to the races for a living it's not too bad i got to say um uh gargo is uh, the favorite for this race at three dollars and sixty cents darren your leg of the multi wild calm she's second mm. up off a a lengthy
1: break and she was pretty good at the coast i like the fact they've got blinkers on her today if the blinkers weren't going on i'd be a bit wary because she got a long long way back there at the gold coast off an inside gate but i'm just hoping she'll be a bit sharper out of the machines there today and uh, produce a good finish but uh, not a bad race. Um, Venelope, that was some finish by her at Gosford. She was out the back turning for home. Wow. I think you said, where did she come from? And I thought, yeah, the so had to go back and watch it all over again. That was a huge finish by, by Venelope. Um, of the others, Gargo sort of exceeded expectations somewhat on debut, but it was sort of a, a plodding 3rd not sure if staying at the 1,400 metres is ideal for him, but I put him in the numbers now. The one I'm not really sure what to do with today, I was all over the Englishman at his first run back and I thought he was given the absolute run of the race there by by Kieran McAvoy and Gargo outbobbed him for third. I was gutted. I I thought the Englishman was a good horse and I don't know what went wrong. The only only excuse I can find is he lost his off, off foreplate in the run but I don't know what to do with the Englishman today. He was just so disappointing first up and I was expecting so much more.
0: I think that's the key to the race. Is is that you've got these horses like Gargo, like the Englishman that ran well the other day without getting carried away. But do they want, do they want a mile now? And, and that's that's what I sort of that was my thought with this race. I don't really want to be with them because they look like they were looking for a little bit further already, and they're staying at that same trip. So I've I landed back on number five, Mister Wallace. We know the Magic Millions maiden is one of the hottest maidens in in Australia because of the big prize money. And year on year, it produces winner after winner, and I just think he's the one that's going to appreciate the step back up in trip. Um, you look at last time out, he split Wild Irish Rover and Nullify two starts ago. Sorry, at Wyong, Nullify's won two races since then. Um, Wild Irish Rover didn't run out the mile the other day, but he's a he's a pretty good benchmark for a race like this. And I just think stepping back up in trip, Mr. Wallace gets the right sort of run and. I'm happy to lean his way. But look, I didn't think there was a great deal between a few of these. Any, any interest down the bottom, Darren, Zakaya uh, I thought this horse trialled well for the, um, for the Waller camp. Might be a little sneaky one out
1: wide. Yeah, it could be. Um, I wasn't too focused on her, but I wouldn't rule her out.
3: Mm. That's been a really interesting betting race because yesterday I would have sworn that Wild Calm as they move into the boxes at Casino was going to be shorter than 480 but the money has dried up somewhat on it today and it has been about Gago. Let's take that race at Casino, race two, Racing and come back.
4: now got away, partly McClintlock and out wide on the track. It's too tough, Terry and Book Book looking for the lead. Book Book raced up and took a two-length lead overall. thunder. Third placing running around, there was too tough. Terry into the picture in company with Bundy Rose. Two lengths break then to uh, back behind him in the 30s, trying to make ground well back behind him. Olsen gang, now where's the favourite McClintoff. You've left the money in the bag there. And Arturo at the tablet, straightening up for the run of the judge. And Book Book all the way, Book is too good. one by three lengths to Old Thunder and two tough Terry. Didn't get the best of luck. Early doors were made. Ground and events have been the 30s. A break to Olsen Gang. Bundy Rose has caught off the track a little. McClintock and Arturo toward the tail end race number two. And an overall time around the 28-0 uh, mark will confirm.
2: Thanks, Rob. Uh, race two, Casino Hells. You did such a good job of race one's totes. Why don't you knock those over as well?
3: And number four, the winner there, Book Book had five forty and two dollars, three dollars all thunder, and two tough Terry has run third, at dollar eighty standby for that fourth number as they head to the boxes for Cambridge race number four.
2: Yes, gee, you've got dulcet tones, don't you, mate? Uh, the holiday's freshened him up, boys, hasn't it? He's fresh.
1: Well, yeah, every, everyone it. should be fresh after a six-week holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What was that ad he did last year? Wild Lion. And, and he's he got the very good up and down the way he does things. I'll give
2: that to you, Great cladding. Yeah, I love it. it. Hey, by the way, guys, uh, our listeners let us know, um, I think this is in regards to Party for One. I believe there's a new member of the ownership group, hence the hybrid colours. So um, that's what's up, yeah. Darren. Uh, well,
1: it might be uh, fortuitous for the new liners. They might have j- chimed in at the right time.
2: 100%. Boys, that's about uh, it for Behind the gates today. How's it looking, Hurls? Um, the hold uh, looking pretty good again. Uh, recapping, race 2.12, wild calm, three Zeus on boy, 4.10, Junquira, 8.12, Ponca.
3: Yeah, no, it's uh, selling swiftly, but I dare say you've got probably five or ten minutes to still get on. Beautiful. So, hopefully, we can, uh, we can crack it because it's been, um, well, overall, we, uh, we had one of our uh, listeners text through the other week that, um, you know, overall we've, we've made a profit, but yeah, it's been a bit of a dry spell and just so stiff on a couple of races. Like, yeah, as I say, sort of every week, I'm not allowed to bet on it, um, but geez, it hurts as much as uh, when we get rolled. Don't worry, boys.
2: I'll um, I'll hopefully add a little bit of good juju to the the team today. Darren, are you, you confident? I think uh, we'll get this home, surely.
1: I think we'll be sweet. Yes, yeah, I, I have to <laughs> say. I look at the, the four of them, and I think from the purpose of running top four, yep, we should be right. Good calling there today. Thanks, Luke, and uh, thanks, Hurls, and uh, Brad. Yes, good luck to us all. Happy Australia Day.
0: Thanks, Darren. Davo, you have a good day, mate. Yeah, good luck to everyone. hope it's a, a winning day on the on the punt. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll get it home today. I think it's crossed uh, we get the get the multi there. Thanks, Luke, for jumping in today. It's
2: been fun. Oh, it really has, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and I wish the multi the absolute best. I'm only tongue-in-cheek earlier. Try we man. know there's right, no man. real
3: spite no, between the our punters', punters panel. Win. and Nah, I want our punters to win all the time.
2: Oh, 100%. Right. But I'm, me being a punters' panel man... Uh, a ring I'm, I'm an imposter on here. <laughs> I, it must be said. But... Um, I feel like I've warmed to you guys today, Hills. Good
3: on you. I've enjoyed it um, as You've well. You found your shoes. You've got your laptop. You're set got for Got my a big lunch day. too. Got your Most lunch. Most importantly, now uh, just uh, races one to four at Warwick Farm and Sandown today. Place a win bet using your TAB account. Your first fixed odds win bet. Your horse runs second or third. You get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Now J Mac very very short in the jockeys' challenge today. But if you go to today's offers, uh, you have got J Mac to ride two or more dollar fifty, three or more three dollars, four or more ten dollars, and five or more fifty one dollars. So you might. Get a little bit more spice out of it if $1.20 is a little bit too uh, too short for you. Junquira, uh, best-backed runner on the card again. $1. sixty, pretty short, but you might want to play it in multis. Thanks for your help today, mate. Mate, my pleasure. I oh, will see you soon. Look forward to it. Been a lot of fun. Uh, that does it for me, Simon
2: Harrison in the chair, other side of this on Sky Sports Radio. Have a great Australia Day, everyone.